Ain't nobody listening to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and laugh our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. I doubt that they, I mean, they probably didn't, they probably prevented a lot of people from having sex on the bed. Now I'm looking at the floor and it's not cardboard. It is a hard surface. So I looked, probably just had a lot more sex on the floors. (laughs) Sorry. Might want to throw some bleach on that. Welcome back guys to Beyond Our Service. This is Steve-O and I am joined today by a special guest host, Davo, chick, Davo. Uh, if you listen to any of our juntos, David is been on the last what three? Yep, last three. So, chick. Um, uh, first off, we took a little bit of time off uh, to be parents and and husbands, and went on a vacation. And then I might just we had to take some time off. Is getting to be too difficult to get a. He is the Simone Biles of podcasting. Yes. And I have I had, tagged in. I had to, to hang it up. We we took a break. Now Schick has the twisties. So he is not going to be um, joining us for probably the next three or four. Not not 100% on that. But um, we're going to go ahead. And uh, so I've got a couple. I've got a few actual uh, guests lined up. So many people have whined about it being long. It's like, dude, you have a month to listen. Just small, t- small pieces. Um, all right, so that's what cl- you tell Renee, right? One, just the tip at a time. All right, just small pieces, babe. Small pieces. Okay, so we have the Olympics has gone on. Uh, we've got Ted Lasso is back. Thank you, Jesus. I know. Thank you, Jesus. Although, Everybody I've talked to, including myself, did, I, I no one knows the answer. Did it release once a week yeah. last year? Oh, no. I didn't watch it live last year. Yeah, I don't think anybody. I, don't, I, I mean, think no, it really no knew, it caught right? on so late. Everyone I don't think had anybody, to figure yeah. out what Apple TV was first. Yes. Um, I would assume that it was the same type of release, but, oh, man, this is torture. It is. It's torture. It is miserable. After that second episode, I was just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen with Jamie? What's going to happen with this psychiatrist? Yeah. So if you are um, not aware uh, and you haven't listened to this podcast for long, Ted Lasso is on Apple TV and you are a psychopath if you have not watched it or don't like it. Um, I don't even want to be your friend at all. And I don't know how much Apple TV costs, but Ted Lasso alone is worth your subscription. It's that simple. And here's the deal. This is kind of a, it, the kind of the loophole and the whole deal. If you get like an Apple product or if you just sign up, you get like a 10 day free trial. I guarantee you, you could watch the infer that you will watch the whole season in like a day, maybe two days. Cause they're 30 minute episodes. You'll crush it. <laughs> and and I, it's just that good. And I, I get that you don't want more stuff in your life. I get that. And I'm not saying you should have the Netflix and the Hulu and the Apple. I get all that. But what's different about Ted Lasso is that 
it will truly bring value to your life. It will bring you so much joy and happiness and you will want to get your ass off the couch and be like, I'm going to go hug somebody and be a better human being. So go get you some Ted Lasso. Mm, Well said. All right. So, um, also, I'm very excited to announce that I have accomplished something that I've wanted to do since I was a kid, uh, and it is I bought a boat, uh, and kind of, kind of bought a boat. So I put a, I put a down payment on it. I won't get it until January because I have to make it. Good Lord. I know. And it is not a big boat. It is a little 16-foot boat, something for small lakes, rivers. It's not a yacht. It's not some kind of crazy giant ski boat or wake boat or nothing like that. So I bought a boat, just not a crazy expensive one, but I'm very excited anyway. Lots of fishing will be done out of this boat. I love how different we are. Yeah, we still get along. I know, it is weird. This is the last thing on my to-do list that I would ever want. My entire life I have a wanted boat. a boat. Ugh. I'll put. I'll post some pictures of it uh, of what it's going to look like. Oh, it's so fun. Wait till you're camping on it. You're going to do a river camping trip with us. We're going to make you just for the sake of the podcast. Do I have to? Yeah, but yeah. So there's the difference is that, you know, I don't have to clean the boat when the camping trip's over and then store the boat and then. Well, so I do have a shop in my house so I can store it there. I don't have to pay to store it. Thank live God. In, live in the country life. Cause now. that shit is super expensive. Yep. Um, it's basically made out of the same thing that like your a Yeti cooler is made out of. So it's really like, hard and sturdy but it's not something it doesn't have carpet it's not supposed to like are we still talking about the boat yes 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 hard sturdy no carpet super girthy it's like 60 inches wide (laughs) so it's perfect um very excited about it i'll i'll put some stuff on there got some things coming on what are we going to talk about i feel like we should talk about and we've planned it let's talk about some olympics I don't play the Olympic music. Uh, yeah, it's probably copyrighted. I would sing it. Is I, it? Hell yes. I can't think of what it is right now, though. But nobody's I'm drawing a blank. I feel like every single current like radio station plays it. Are you Are sure it's paying? not just NBC? Oh, it might be NBC. That's a good idea. That's probably the answer. I mean, y'all are, this thing's getting pretty big. You're yeah. probably a pretty big target for a lawsuit. Yeah, we're going to get sued. All 17 people that listen to this thing, we're going to get we're going to get shut down. Um all 17 people out there, just a reminder to go purchase the long drink. Oh, yes. We um are forming a partnership and uh, <laughs> should be pretty close to a formal sponsorship. So go enjoy be. the taste of Finland and get you a long drink. It actually is delicious. I, I hate this. I done, we're not getting paid to say this yet. Hopefully one day yet. we will. But um damn it's good. Oh, I really enjoy it's a nice it's a nice drink. I'll sneak up on you too, which is always fun. So the Olympics. Yeah. So have you been watching the Olympics much at all? You know, no. Um, we were, So we were in Nashville last week because we went to visit some friends who all just recently had babies. So it was a baby fest. Gross. And the majority of them was their first child, which means they're not leaving the house, mm-hmm. you know, still yeah. scared of the world. Um, so we watched a lot of Olympics because we were in the house for three days. That's about all I've seen. 
And, you know, it, it's really strange because I think the Olympics are a lot of fun. I, I love it. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of it is the the politics that we've been seeing and how how vocal some of these athletes are getting. And obviously when you don't agree with them, that makes things kind of tough. But more so, I feel like COVID is, is just ruining sports. Um, I found that during the regular season of other sports too, that I just don't really seem to care much at all anymore. And I don't know if it's the, the, the no crowd being there or the different look at the media. I don't know, but it definitely filtered into the Olympics too. And I just, I'm not paying attention at all. Yeah, so me, me neither. Um, I don't feel like, and usually the Summer Olympics is the big one for me. Um, 100%, not even close. Yeah. yeah. I, now, not that's not to say that the the ski long jump thing still blows my mind. Oh, no, it's still awesome, nuts and crazy, some of the stuff they do. But from an entertainment standpoint, yeah. summer blows it away. Um, I, Man, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know really know why. Um. I kind of st- like. I love sports. I love playing sports. I've just never been, other than college football. Once I kind of detoxed from college football, I've never been a huge like just sit down and spend an entire weekend watching sports anymore. Um, nothing against sports. I just if I'm not playing it, what happens I'm, when you grow up and start having <laughs> children and a job? Touche. Yes, you have to do other things. So you don't watch Sports Center for eight hours a day. I I don't know if it's the Olympics. Uh, I do think the the politics of all of it, uh, the the athletes being outspoken, which is fine using their their platform. It's what we're doing. We have a podcast, so we're super experts on everything now. Um, and our opinion matters more than everybody else's because we have a podcast. So I, I totally understand how they feel. Um, I do think it it's kind of gotten to the point where I don't I don't really give a damn. Like, I don't just play like, let's just sports is supposed to be a break from reality. Yes. It's entertainment. And there's not a, there's not a right or wrong. So I think what you're saying is these athletes aren't wrong to speak their mind and share. The problem is they're making a choice and what they're doing is hurting the brand because the same thing with any other form of entertainment. Once you get to know some of these actors or musicians and how they really are personally, you're like, Ugh, right. You kind of get mm-hmm. turned off. Um, and same thing here. So they're making that decision and, you know, I'll use Michael Jordan as an example. He was very smart financially to say, Hey, look, I know I'm in this for entertainment and getting the most value I can. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, uh, on, on one side or the other. Look at Tom Brady. He's been the same way. Like, <clears throat> Of course, everyone has sides, but they know that they're entertainers at the end of the day, and they want to take out as much as they're putting in, which means that they shouldn't be burning any bridges. Yeah. And you're seeing less and less of that right now is that the entertainment is getting all mixed up with who these people really are, and then you don't necessarily want to watch them as much. Yeah, and I get – you're exactly right. And I think that the – I don't fault people for doing that, but then when you, I, I don't know, I just, I've never been a fan of an athlete doing it. I've never been a fan of any kind of entertainer doing it, really. So that's athletes and like actors, actresses. You're not a expert on a lot of this stuff. You probably know just as much or as I do, maybe more, maybe less. I just, 
I don't know. I, I personally don't go on Facebook a lot. I don't put on, like, and when I do go on, I do not put my opinions or my political crap all over the place. I did when I first got out of the military when I was right, or I was kind of in it. Uh, and then I grew up a little bit more, got a little bit more mature, and was like, you know what? No one gives a damn about my opinion. They just don't. I don't know. Yeah, sure, there's certain things that I know a little bit more of because I was in the military at the at the very at that time that was going on. We had the government shutdown stuff. I don't know if you remember all that. I was I was in the military at that time. So yes, it directly affected me, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's just we've over politicized every freaking thing and it's it's just getting old. And even if you just say it's COVID, COVID kind of forced people to find other hobbies. And now I think when stuff starts to get to where you're like, you know what? I'm just, I don't want to listen to this crap. They just go off and do something else instead of being like, man, I don't have anything else to do. I'm just going to sit and watch it anyway. Right. Now they're like, uh, I'm out. Like I got other shit to do. Yeah. I started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like 98,000 other people. And we get it even more than anyone else. Cause we both own businesses. Right. So yeah. we could be that person where we get super political on Facebook or in our circles and we would run into the same problems, yep. right? Because there's always someone that you're going to trigger. So you just, I don't want to say keep your mouth shut, but you choose not to get into issues that you know are going to cause people to have issues with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's other ways you can, you know, be active. If you really truly feel strongly about something, you can take your stances, but going out and speaking your mind on the internet or on your podcast, like, you ain't going to change anybody's mind because you're not having no. a dialogue. It's just a, it's just a one way viewpoint there where the other side is just going to get infuriated and angry and say, Oh, I hate that guy now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I've always tried before all this stuff got very political. I've always tried very hard to separate the person from their talent. And I'll give you two really good examples of that. So Michael Jackson, probably the first one, right? I mean, if anybody out there dug into that guy's personal life, yeah, probably be some <laughs> issues, right? Probably. There was issues. Does he make great music? Absolutely. Can he entertain the hell out of you? Absolutely. So appreciate the trade while not necessarily appreciating the person. And the second big example that I remember feeling the same way about was Tiger Woods. Like, I don't give a damn how many women he was out there going to town on the dude was talented and yeah. watching him on a golf course was the only way I was ever going to pay attention to golf. Yes. A and for the majority of fans out there, I mean, look what happened to the rankings after tiger disappeared. So, I mean, those are two very good examples. I'll give you that, you know, separate the, 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 the talent versus the politics and take it for what it, what it truly is worth. Um, and, and sometimes that's hard to do. And that's, I think, what we're running into more and more is that some of these people are getting so outspoken. And I think we're going to get into this. But, for example, the athletes kneeling. Like, now you're not just staying away from their personal stuff with the interviews that they're doing and the stuff that they're doing on the side. Now you're tuning into the entertainment and they're doing it in your face. Or, you know, you remember when uh, all the basketball players were – uh, wearing like I can't breathe t-shirts or they were signaling that they were being choked during during oh, yeah. the game or the national anthem. It's like, well, now I can't get away from it. And I don't want to see this. I want to, I want to, I want to peace out for two hours and watch a sport. Um, 
I think that's part of the problem these days is that you're having more and more trouble separating the two. I, yes, I agree. And I think it's, I don't know. I, without getting too deeply into it, I, I, I also have always felt there is a difference between, uh, like if you want to kneel, kneel, um, it's freedom of speech. It's the beauty of this country. Um, I think that when you are a white woman and you're, you're also kneeling, it's a little bit weird. Uh, I think it's getting old. Um, but also I think I've always thought that if you're going to do stuff like that, you should also maybe do actual things like actually go out out when the game's over. So the anthem's over. you you took a knee. Great. Now, what have you done other than that? Yeah. Are you doing anything else? Right. Did you create it? Are you volunteering? Are you spending time, money, energy, resources in supporting the cause that you're trying to bring attention to? And if you are, then awesome. Neil, do your thing. Use your platform. Use your money, your time, your resources. But if you're, but, and I don't care if it's what side you're on, if you're going to sit there and make a big deal out of it, whether it's politically on the right or the left. Like, are you just posting on Facebook and then just, and that's it? Yeah. That's all you're doing. You're You're still an awful person. You're just calling for, (laughs) all you want is just the attention. That's all you give a damn about. You don't give a damn about black men and police and and police brutality. You just want attention. That's one of the reasons I will give LeBron a little bit of respect. Like, I can't stand that guy. No, I, nobody can stand that guy. Same thing. Ugh. but to your point, he does what you're talking about. Like, the amount of money and community service he gives back to schools and to kids that don't have those opportunities, like what he's done for some inner cities, unbelievable. So like he actually is taking action, doing things. Now, unfortunately, I pretty much hate everything that comes out of his mouth. Sure. But at the same time, I'll give him credit for the action that he's taking. (laughs) At least he's doing some stuff. Yeah. Now, is he a major hypocrite on a lot of points? Absolutely. Right. But, he does do good. Um, and that's another point we're going to get into later without spoiling too much. Hey, I have a side note on this, and I, I think this will be kind of an interesting debate. Your former military, I heard a, uh, a speaker talk about this, and I haven't dived too deeply into where I think I've formed an opinion yet, but I totally understand his point. So in America, there's, there's supposed to be a, a separation of church and state, which mm-hmm. I think don't think is totally there in most situations. Right. But another thing, it's definitely, but it's definitely more so than it used to be it. Yeah. But there's obviously a lot of intermingling, right. That mm-hmm. we're used to and we're, we're probably very comfortable with, but it's not truly separated, but someone made a, a similar point about, um, sports in the military. So why are sports so militarized? Why do we have so many, presentations of the military before Mm. a kickoff with flyovers or or generals or people being on the field and doing this stuff. And then obviously the national anthem has become such a hot piece. Like we have really wrapped those two things together. And if you go back, you can, you can ask the question, well, why, why is this football game turning into an act of patriotism? Why, Why does it really have to be this boiling point? Like, 
obviously that tradition started at some point. It, it wasn't there since the beginning. It, mm-hmm. And he actually right. talked about kind of where it started. And it was kind of a, a, um, a draft movement, not a draft, but you know, getting people more into the military and drum, it's propaganda. Drum, it was a hundred percent. It's propaganda. It's yeah. drumming up excitement and giving you that sense of patriotism. But now we're so used to it. And this is where we're seeing a lot of the problems with what we're talking about now. But I mean, what if we, what if we separated that? I mean, why does a football game have to have anything to do with America? Why does it have to have the national anthem? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a football game. Yeah. So, and, and it's kind of weird for us to be talking about that because it seems so taboo that you bring up the question because they've done such an amazing job of wrapping those two together. Correct. Now, there's probably people listening to this like, why does David hate America? That's not the point, right? The point is, is that they used to be two separate events and now they're one. And we obviously have a lot of this political drama going on. And maybe it would be a good thing if they weren't the same thing anymore. So just a thought. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, or well, I don't agree. And I, but I understand because <laughs> I think, I think Schick, and I don't remember if we had, the, if this was just a side conversation or if he's actually made it onto the podcast. Um, but he feels the same way. He doesn't see the point in having a national anthem. At a sport, it's just a sporting event. At a, sport, it at a sporting event. Just a sporting yeah. event. Mm-hmm. Not everything. Just a sporting <laughs> Get event. Get rid of the I mean, national We're still anthem. in the Marine Corps. I mean, we both <laughs> love America. So I I make the argument though. I think it was I think it's a good place. Now I do, and I'm I'm I can see where it's gotten to be like kind of over the top. Like the fact that that people are just freaking out because they're like, hey, you know what? I don't know what we're gonna do the national anthem at the game. I think we should out of respect, but I don't think that it should be like treated the same as like someone publicly burning the American flag. So that what you said right there is the problem. You can't get rid of it at this point because it seems anti-American. And I'll I'll tell you, so I just saw a video on Instagram last week where they didn't play it for some baseball game. Oh, I bet they just lost it. They lost it and they started singing it. And I reacted the same way. I saw it. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yep. They're pandering to the minority that thinks there's a problem with America. So like I get it. I, I totally am a part of a part of that viewpoint, but I also at the same time realize that we've put, we've created this problem. Yes. We've put ourselves in this situation and it's, it, it's causing well, other issues. So it's such a, it's such a catch 22. Um, I think that one of the things that makes me, um, one of the the biggest reason I think we should keep it, at least the national anthem. Now, do we have to have flyovers every time? Do we have to have the men and Dude, women in, in uniform? The flyovers are so badass, though. I, they are. <laughs> when you're in person, they're, they're so awesome. awesome. They're amazing. Especially when they fly like a bomber over with fighter jets. I mean, just the whole thing's cool. Yes. But it's brilliant propaganda, for one. Two, the... When you live in a country, and what's so frustrating is if you want to, see, you brought up the minority, right? So whether it's gay or trans, which is all the hot topics now. Well, not really gay. They've kind of they're kind of old news. It's the it's the trans people, whatever. Okay, so this is the only country in the world. Well, it's not the only country, but it's one of the most. It's one of the safest countries to live in if you are a homosexual. Mm. Or if you are a trans or if you're a whatever the crap, it doesn't, or, or if you're black or if you're a, a minority, is it perfect? God, no. Do we need to get better? Can we get better? Absolutely. Especially when it comes to racism. However, 
this is still the safest, best country in the United States, in the world when it comes to those issues. That what Middle Easterns do to a homosexual who's outwardly homosexual, or if they, if they get found, is we can't even fathom. Like, I don't know when you have seen or watched someone get stoned to death. I have not watched but that. But that's a pretty common occurrence. Okay, so just for being homosexual, they actually, when I was in Afghanistan, the first my first deployment, we went to a city called Maimana, and which is near Iran, and they found a girl and a guy, a heterosexual couple, who were having sex before marriage, they this the village got together and stoned both of them to death Jesus about a Christ. week and a half before we got there. <laughs> and the guys were just telling us about it, the guys that were stationed there. <clears throat> and it was this big, big, big deal. Um, because that's that's a sin and that's against their beliefs. So <clears throat> when you when you have people that are complaining that live in the United States, can it get better? Yes. But there should be also some appreciation and some respect to the country we live in. And so I think for professionals, you know, to kneel, that was the only thing about kneeling that bothered me is you're kneeling in a country, you're trying to like, you're doing this thing towards the the national anthem to bring attention to towards something that's very important. However, you're, I just wish they would have just chose something else because you're choosing the national anthem that represents a country where this is the only country you can play football in and get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do it. Yeah. We have to get rid of the word owners because that's a slave mentality to these guys that are making hundreds of million dollars a year. Hundreds of millions, right? Can't use the word owner for someone that owns the team. So does it. So, so it's racist. The hypocrisy of that where it's like, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to kneel because this country is faulty. This country is racist. This country is terrible. It's also the only country that I can pay that I can even play this game. A game. You're getting paid hundreds of million dollars to play a game. So there should just be some respect of like, you know what? This is the only country. Just like if you went to Canada, let's say if Canada, the only place you could play professional hockey was Canada, you bet your ass if I was a professional hockey player, I don't care what country I live in, I'd show my respect to that flag and mm-hmm. their national anthem because I get to do what I love and make a really good living doing it. I don't give a shit that I'm from the United States. Canada's where I get to play hockey. Yeah. So I'm going to sit, stand my ass up and put my hand over my heart or whatever it is that that's just tra- traditional. So I don't know. Out of playing respect, yes. But it, you're right. Are we gotten to the point where we've kind of created this monster where it's just insane to... I mean, I've seen those videos where it's like a eight-year-old's playing softball and they don't play the national anthem right. and people get all up in arms. It's like, dude, what, what? Right. come on. Does that really matter? Like, no, it doesn't. And it shouldn't be that big a deal. But I don't know. At the professional level, I think it's a little bit different just because you're getting paid so much to do it. Yeah. So <clears throat> since this is Olympic-minded, I think this is a, a great place to kind of bring up the uh, – is it Megan Rapino? Am I even saying her name? Is that, is that no her name? I have no idea. The, the Rapino girl. No, it's purple right now for oh, purple, the Olympics. Sorry. But I think this is a, a great opportunity to bring this up. And, you know, it, if I just spoke like right off my gut, I'd be like, oh, my God, I hate her. She's the worst. Right. But, you know, I'll pause and think about that and say, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. I can't. No. Is it because I said her? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, that too. 
you, you, I don't think you're allowed to think about your emotions. Oh. You have, you're supposed to just fly off the handle and post that on Twitter. Exactly. We're going to talk about that with Biles. And if I did, I would say that I hate this girl. She's a, you know, just disgusting, degrade, awful. Don't think about your emotions. But if just you think, let if them you, out. If I sat back and thought about it, which I'm not supposed to do, which is what the media is trying to get us to never do is think, is honestly, I would tell you, I don't really know anything about her. I don't know what the hell she stands for. Obviously, she thinks there's some injustices, but I just see her as this, you know, pathetic liberal that probably is so out of touch with reality, right? But I don't know. I really don't know, okay? So I'll I'll hold back my thoughts, and I will not judge her because the the jury's out. I don't know enough about her to judge her. But at the same time, I saw some news this morning that I thought was absolutely hysterical, which is perfect <laughs> for this podcast on the Olympics, is that she is the the current face of Subway. So okay, I didn't even know that. Didn't either, actually. But she is the spokesperson for Subway, the main marketer. And a bunch of the franchise owners have gotten together and petitioned Subway to get rid of her because of how much sales are down, because so many people will not bring business to a company that supports this person that is anti-American, essentially, right? Um, or at least which, seen that way because she still kneels. Yes. Okay. Which is hysterical to me. <laughs> From the outside looking in, that's really funny. Well, that's a, it's a great example. One, it's well, actually, it's a good example for two things. It's a good example for the um, free economy that we live in. Yeah, buddy. God bless America. But then also, and you can make your vote with your dollar. And that's probably one of the most impactful ways to do it is where you choose where you spend and don't spend your money. Uh, but I think it's also a great example of the monster that the far, far crazy left, because we all know there's a far, far crazy right, mm-hmm. there's a far, far crazy left, and the cancel culture and everything else that it's that they've kind of endorsed is it, going to come back and eat all of you. A hundred percent. But I think there's a difference between what you just said, which is choosing where to spend your dollar yes, versus ordering everyone to cancel these people because you disagree with them. Correct. Those are two very different things. I agree. And I think it's, I think that's where, that's the only like good place to have cancer culture is, is just through your money. It should not be, Hey, you're like, they're not calling for her to be taken off of the soccer team. Correct. They're just saying, look, you know, we can't there. She's representing something that's really making a bunch of customers angry they're not going to stop shop at our store anymore. We got to get rid of her as a spokeswoman or as a brand ambassador yeah. because it's not working. 100%. <clears throat> she shouldn't be fired from her job. No, she can still play <laughs> soccer. Great. But hey, you know what? I mean, that's a whole other conversation if she should or not. But yeah, that's not what they're looking for. Yeah, I'd also have to learn the rules of soccer. <laughs> no. So that sounds awful. That. So, yeah, that's going on. We'll see what happens with uh, Subway, but I thought that was uh, pretty entertaining since that seems to be what, what her side believes in is cancel culture, and yeah, you know, she's possibly being canceled, slightly canceled. Love it. Or a contract, at least. Love it. I do, too. Um, it's probably not the right answer, but I do love it. Yeah, you know, what goes around comes around. We're not hypocr- hypocrites, either. 
God bless Texas. So, uh, what do you think, Simone Biles? Oh yes, buckle up. So she that was big. That's probably the biggest part of the entire Olympics that happened. Yes, easy. <laughs> like so, I think it's a it's a just a if you could just look at this, it's a great example of what is wrong with our country right now or our society. Um, and, and just this over polarization, this over political, this over just everyone needs to shut the fuck up for five seconds and just consider and think about their thoughts and their opinions instead of flying off the handle. Ooh, it's dangerous territory. I know. How dare we be somewhat mature adults and, before you put something on Twitter or Facebook or social media of any kind, maybe you should give it some thought. Because honestly, what drove me the most insane about Simone Biles is we oh, we were sitting and listening or watching and when she kind of backed out. And again, look, there's some real disappointment that I felt. My daughter is eight years old, eight and a half. She loves gymnastics. She's in gymnastics. She's getting better. We constantly talk to her about. Wake up, brother. Go to sleep. The, constantly. That's the Olympics this year. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so <clears throat> we constantly talk to her about not quitting, working hard, practicing, staying with it, you know, all the dedication, all that stuff. And then you see the best gymnast in the world by far probably really the history of gymnastics quit yeah. on her team. And I jokingly said a lot. My daughter wasn't in the room at the time. And I kind of made some jokes about her. She was a disgrace or she gave up and blah, blah, blah. But really I didn't really mean it. I thought, cause there's, it's different. One, I'm, I don't know anything about gymnastics Two, Cause I never did it Two, I, this, she's an amateur. She's not getting paid for the actual Olympics. Yes, I understand she's going to get or should get and has gotten sponsorships and different things, but that will pay her. But she's not a paid professional athlete at the time. Um, but, man, you just saw people flip the F out. Um, and it was just, I mean, even even within, it wasn't even like left or right. It was just idiots exposed just spouting stupid crap off. So we had the Texas deputy um, AG apologizes for calling Simone Biles a national uh, embarrassment. So he immediately goes on Twitter and tweets that she is a national embarrassment for quitting, for stepping down because she had what we later found out is the twisties and she's like, she loses it as she's, practicing or warming up on the vault and she backs off. Um, and then you see Dan Crenshaw, who I do like quite a bit and he's also a Republican. He's also a Senator in Texas and he supports her. He, he tweeted and put it on Instagram as well that she is, uh, she has always made Houston proud. So Simone Biles is from Texas. And so that she's not a disgrace that she did something. She's going through a rough time. She, whether you want to say it's mental health, whatever, but man, you saw people on both sides. You either had to, you weren't allowed to be in the middle. You're either totally against her, she's a disgrace, or you're totally for her mental health and blah, blah, blah. When really, that's each, both sides are just as maddening. 
yes, you can, you, you can do both. You can say, Hey, look, you know what? I'm all for her mental health. She has to take care of herself. She has to, you know, I mean, she's doing things that legitimately could kill her. She could land on her neck. She could do some crazy stuff off that vault, land and, and die, break her spine, whatever. Um, but the fact is she's still quit on her team. So we should, we don't need to champion the fact that she quit her team on her team, yeah. but it also takes some massive, massive balls to step down when you've been working your whole life to this point and say, you know what? I can't do this shit. And there's someone on our team who can, I got to back off because they have a better chance of scoring and doing better for the overall than me. And that's exactly what happened. They still won gold. Right. So, <clears throat> I, you know, I will tell you, you said you can't be in the middle. I, I think the middle is really the only place you can be. That's where you should be. If you actually step back and think about the situation. And, and my my gut reaction immediately was the same disgust that I think a lot of people had, which was how pathetic, right? And and my wife was kind of terrified. I, we were When we were traveling last week, the subject came up and I asked someone what their thoughts were. And she thought I was just teeing them up for me to just go off because we had, we hadn't had this conversation yet, but she knows my personality and I don't believe in quitting. I don't believe in excuses, you know, sure. You push through. Yeah. And so she knows generally where I am on things, but I hadn't truly formed an opinion because I actually did think about it. And I, you know, I was a, like that's safe anymore. I know it's, it's getting weird. I've said it twice now, but you know, I was a, a a gymnast of sorts, a, you know, slightly cheerleader, cheerleader <laughs> which obviously incorporated gym, gymnastics, not nearly at that level, but a, a college cheerleader. So yeah. halfway college gymnast. Ten times closer to a gymnast than I ever was. Yeah. So, so you, I saw your front flip today. That was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is why... I stepped back and thought about the Simone situation because my gut reaction was pathetic quitter. But then I remembered the times it happened more in college after I, so I had a really bad accident um, in gymnastics. I broke my back. I fractured my spine in three places. Hmm. And that sounds legit. It was not great. Backs are um, pretty important. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I still deal with that to this day and I'm going to deal with it for the rest of my life. But what came out of that was a mental block. And I never really felt like it was a fear. I didn't stand there and feel scared. But there were times where I would stand on the edge of that mat before I was about to do a pass and I couldn't get my body to move. I literally could not take a step forward. I could, I could tell myself anything and I, and it wasn't a fear of me crashing, but it was like my brain just went into this defense mode and wouldn't let me move. Yeah, I said, screw you. It did. I don't remember what happened last time. I so I, I thought about that and I realized that there's stuff with your mind that you can't control. And I can respect that she ran into some of that. Now, what I didn't like, so once again, this is why I say the middle is a good place to be. You're right. At the end of the day, she quit on her team, okay? There's there's no way to get around that. She quit on her team. Now, was it the right thing to do? Yeah, maybe it was because you could be, I mean, I fractured my spine, right? Right. You could seriously injure or kill yourself in her sport. So 
probably the right thing, but you, you can't get over the quitting on the team. That's still part of the equation, which is why I say middle of the road is a good place to be. But what I really didn't like that came out of this was the, the just gross support where yes. people are just throwing up on this woman was sexually abused. You don't know when those demons are going to come out. This woman has done more in her career than anyone else has. She doesn't owe you a damn thing. That kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm just, I see that. And I'm like, you are making this 1 million times worse 100%. because that's the bullshit that we don't need. Like this is a disappointment. And it should be a disappointment, and it's okay. It is okay that we get our ass kicked every once in a while, and we should live through that and suffer through it, not say that this isn't a disappointment. Make you a victim. This woman is a victim Ugh. and a hero at the same time. <laughs> and, it's just, and that's where I'm like, this is causing the situation to be way worse than it really is, is you people posting that crap on Facebook. Like, yeah. let it be a blemish. And move on. No, I I agree. I think that's the same thing. Is it's 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 flying off the handle and worshiping someone who quit and let her team down. That's a fact. It happened. It's okay. Is it worth it? Was it probably the right thing to do? By ninety nine percent sure. Yeah. If you if if she's gonna get hurt, is it worth dying over? Hell no. Right. Like is her trying to do go through it anyway and push through and be like I'm gonna break my neck. Right. No. Fuck no. But is it still quitting on your team? 100%. Yes. So you shouldn't be immediately out there jumping and Twitterizing everything and going, she's an absolute disgrace to our country. Like she didn't, <laughs> she didn't sell information to the Russians. Yeah. She just, she's not. She just stepped away because she's like, look, I'm going to kill my, it's going to kill me. I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I can't do this. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, you can't just freaking go nuts. All right. So I have a question. This is kind of how I, processed it in my little brain, my little hamster brain, right? You have a daughter. She's, she's really little right now. My daughter is eight. I processed it. Like, what would I do if it was that moment? And I was there with her and my daughter's competing and all this stuff. Like, and she comes to me for advice. And she's like, look, I don't know that I can do this because of my, like, I'm freaking out. Like my, I'm losing it. Like, I don't right. know where I'm at in my flips and my stunts. I can't, I don't know. Me not knowing where gymnastics, you know a little bit more gymnastics. What would you tell your daughter? So this is why ultimately I was in the middle of the road and I, I sided with Simone as, as much as I could. But there's a difference between playing through an injury mm -hmm. and doing something that you can't mentally do. And and that's where I don't like how we've glorified this situation. We have, and not we as a country, we as a humanity have glorified soldiers and athletes that have played through pain and injuries. I mean, I went to Alabama. God knows how many times I've heard a story about Bear Bryant playing against Tennessee in 1933 with a broken leg. I mean, like, this is what we talk about, right? <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden, this girl didn't do it, and she's the biggest hero of all time. Yep. Like, okay, come on. But there's a difference between pain and injury versus something that you cannot do mentally, right? And supposedly that's what she was facing. So as a father, you've got to ask that question. Where yeah. are you? Where are you mentally? Is this something you can do? Is this something that you can achieve? Because the girl's an absolute monster, Good rock God, star, yes. stud. And 
there is she there's no part of her that doesn't want to compete for a gold medal. You've got to realize that at the same time. She wants right. a gold medal. So I I would have a conversation with my daughter and ask her, can you do this? And if she's at a place where her mind says no, you got to keep your girl safe. Right. You then you, you say have to no, keep you her go. safe. See, that's where I that's how I felt. I feel like if if Lily was come was to come to me and she said, you know, like well, I, I just I can't like my mentally I can't do it. Like I just I'm lost in the air. I can't do this. And I'd say, look, then you can't do it. No. It's not worth you getting severely or permanently injured. And not just like you become a paraplegic, snap your spine, whatever. Like it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, but dad, it feels like I'm giving up on my team. Well, you are. Yeah. I mean, you, which one do you want to live? Sorry, with? you're quitting on your team, but do you want to be in a wheelchair exactly. or do you want to deal with that? So you I, look, the fact is, hundred percent, sweetie, I love you. You're you're kind of letting your team down. They're they're definitely depending on you. You're by far the best on the team. However, fuck them right now. If yeah. you are going to get severely injured or die, nope, eh, not worth it. Sorry, it's just not worth it. But don't. I mean, there's no mistaking that you're still letting your team down. But that's okay. You're really, and in a way, you're still going to let someone else step in who's in a better place mentally, you know, so you've got to let them go and, and step away. Yep. Like, I wouldn't tell my daughter, oh, no, just you can't let your team down. Yeah, but I feel like I don't even know where I'm at when I do my backflip. I don't know that I can even do a backflip right now, and I'm the best gymnast that's ever been. Right. Well, I don't care. Don't be a, you know, you can't quit on your team. No, you can't. That's not, that's not going to happen. Honey, quit being a little bitch. Yeah, you're being a little <laughs> bitch right now. And, uh. No, so yeah, I think that's probably the most. I'm glad we talked about it. I wanted to talk about it. It's just you just need it, to think it through. Just use, a, use your head. Like the girl doesn't want to quit. No, she's the best ever, and she's the best ever for a reason. She's she is mentally tougher than any of us, oh any of us out there. So if you know some jackass sitting on their couch thinks she's she should be. Kicked out of the country to the country. I mean, if y'all were in a mind fight, she would murder you in a second, you know? So get over it. Do one cartwheel guy. It sucks. Move on. Yeah, that's it. I agree. So, all right. I I know you talked about this on your last podcast, um, but I stopped listening because your show is horrible. So I missed it, but I got to bring it up. We're doing Olympic podcast right here, but uh, Shikari Richardson got uh, booted for the marijuana, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. um, tell me, you obviously have already discussed this a little bit. What What are your thoughts? Um, we basically said, uh, and it was a little bit that like you're, there's some, been some pretty good memes about it too, but it's that the Olympics was okay with um, a 45, like three-year-old man or transgender he he competed for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. He ended up not placing um, in the uh, in the Olympics. He scratched all three of his lifts because God stepped in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I don't think he cares about the Olympics either. <laughs> but he he didn't, or she didn't, whatever you want to say. Um, the biggest thing about him and why it was just kind of so grotesque, like it's just ridiculous that he's allowed. He was allowed was the Olympics. The committee allowed him to do it because they don't want to be anti trans or whatever. Um, the guy competed on a national level as a man in his twenties, mid twenties. And so there was no, like 
you know, younger, going through puberty, whatever. So he only has to be on like uh, hormone suppressants and certain things for a year. And then he's allowed to compete. If you went that long physically, what's done is done. Men are physically stronger, different. So at the same, uh, within like a week or two of each other, then uh, Richardson was popped hot for marijuana and is kicked out. Um, I don't know a lot about marijuana, but I'm pretty positive it does not make you run faster. Not to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't think it's a performance enhan- enhancing drug, especially when running. And so that was kind of our deal. I think it's, well, I think for the most part, it's kind of ridiculous. It's an old rule that needs to get, that needs to go away. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, everyone knows you can't smoke marijuana. It's an, like, it's, it's been a rule for a very long time in the Olympics. So, and this is where I know I'm in the minority here. I get it. Um, and my wife thinks this is hilarious because I am not much for rules. <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> want to break them, but I love to bend them and push them. Right? Sure. Especially if they're stupid. But uh, with that being said, at the same time, I'm a stickler for the rules because we know that weed is illegal. Whether it's a performance enhancing drug or not, you know what the rule book, rule book is at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She broke the rules. Yeah. And to me, it's that simple. Is the rule outdated and dumb? Yeah, possibly. Some countries would f- fight you big time over that, right? Now, America, we're starting to kind of get on board and I'm fine with that. I think you should legalize weed immediately. Yeah. I, I have no issue with that. So I'm on that side of the fence, but at the same time, it's a current rule, which means you have to abide by it. And if she broke the rule, I don't care what the reason was. I don't care about her mother passing away. I don't care that it's legal in her state. It's still an Olympic rule. She's competing in the Olympics. She broke the rule. She can't compete. It's really that easy. Is it, is it a dumb rule? Yes. Was it going to help her run faster? No, but a rule's a rule. And I get that most people will disagree with that. I, I say the same thing about Reggie Bush, right? Should he get his Heisman back? I say no. He broke the rule at his time. It was well known. It, it's totally different now, yes. But when he was playing, there was a rule. He chose to break it severely, right? And just because it's okay now doesn't mean you can retroactively go back. Good God, if we could retroactively go back on rules and laws and tax codes and everything, <laughs> well, you could go forever. Everything would be different, right? Yeah. But like the rules in place, the rule was broken. You have to suffer the consequence. It's that simple. So ultimately, I do agree with you. I think where some of the frustration and um, kind of the devil's advocate side of it is she, they made an exception to allow a trans person to compete who was biologically a male at birth and competed in a national weightlifting level. So was, was there a ruling and a meeting to come out and make a decision on that? There was, yeah. They had okay. to go through the committee to do Did it. Did they do that for weed? No, no. I believe so. They didn't. Mm-hmm. So you can't break the rule and then say, hey, yeah. y'all should have a meeting and ask about No, the he, she, yep. before the Olympics said, hey, can we do this? And they said, granted 
Yeah. She went and got high. It was like, hey, can I come compete? You know, and honestly, in her defense, um, she handled it beautifully. Oh, yeah. No, I got no problem with her. I'm no, just, no, no, right. Of course. Yeah, she, that's not what this it, is about. What was insane was, again, just like Simone Biles, you had people on both sides. That are making it way worse. Flipping the fuck out Correct. on either side. And yep. it's like, you've got people on the right who are saying she's a terrible human and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure because marijuana is, is illegal. It's terrible. Um, even though I, I do feel like we there was a very little amount of that now because uh, marijuana is so much more and... A lot of those people are very nationalistic, and she was our best chance to win the 100 meter dash. <laughs> so I think, I think just people were like, her, "Just let her run, man! Damn it, just let her run!" Just a little bit of weed. So, but then you had people on the left. You had some as as extreme as AOC saying that uh, upholding the rule was racist. Oh, it's so it racist, systemically though. racist Absolutely. because marijuana has been used against the African American community for so long. Yes. And blah blah blah. Black people should be able to smoke weed. Because they're black. Right. I'm sure they completely agree with that. Yeah. That's not racist at all. Have you all done a podcast on AOC? No. (laughs) No. I don't think there's enough time in the day. That could be fun. But but you're right. People are calling it racist because she broke a a rule that's in place. But but and then she 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 was asked that. She was she's been interviewed about it and she has shut all of it down and has been like over and over and over again. I have not heard her and again, I haven't kept up with a million percent. Not one excuse. Not one. She's the one who said, look, I knew it was a rule. I made the mistake. This is the consequence. And people are like, no, no, no. She needs to compete. It's like, look, I knew it was a banned substance. It doesn't yeah. matter what substance it is. It was banned. Yeah, I was going through a rough time. I made a mistake. But it's ultimately my fault. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. To see any human Absolutely on love a it. national level like hey, that. Go, I made a mistake. I effed up. I'm dealing I'm, with it. It. I don't need the rest of you. This it's, isn't racism. This right. isn't anything. It's this is me being take an idiot. On it that's making it so much worse. Oh, God. So much worse. Yeah. So, so. good for her. No, great for her. To, sta- to stand up to it and deal with the punishment. That. It, it, that is what we need more. We need people to deal with their consequences. That's it. And right? if you're on a national level, we need them to step up and say, I don't care. Like what it, it, there, it, this is, there's no political agenda on either side. The rule is the rule. I made a mistake. I got to suffer the consequences. This is it. If you yeah. don't believe, like maybe next four years from now, we can get rid of the marijuana rule. That's great. But yep. it is, it's not going to change now. No, it's that simple. A little lighter topic. Uh, did you see the videos of the anti-sex beds that were installed at the Olympic villages? Okay. So you were telling me about this. No, I did not see the videos. Um, this is fantastic. So as hopefully we all know, my wife did not know. And that means your wife probably didn't know either. No, uh, because neither one of our wives knew that narwhals were a real thing. Our walls. Thank you. Um, I've got an intern in my office right now. I don't know if she'll listen to this or not. If not, <laughs> come see me. But her name is Cassandra. But she goes by Cassandra. And I just don't know if I can say that. And every time I'm like, mentally, I stop for a second. I'm like, oh, do I have to say it the right way? I would it just use a British accent. Drives me nuts. Cassandra. Cassandra. I, I'm going to start. Come start. here, Cassandra. 
Yeah, I wouldn't so, do Cassandra. As we know, uh, except for our wives probably, the Olympic Village is just a hotbed for sex. Orgies galore. Lots of very I mean, athletic, very attractive, yes. young. You got the sexiest people in the world. Hormones flying and they're all like 20 years old. Yes. Top of their game, yeah. competitive. They got a lot of energy. They're beautiful. They just, they're bunny rabbits, right? Yep. Always have been. So you've always, you, we hear stories about just the tens of thousands of condoms that get dumped on these Olympic villages in preparation for the games. But this year... Is special, right? We got COVID. Yeah, so, can't have COVID. Tokyo, can't have them all banging. Tokyo decided to get ahead of this, and they said, "You know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna allow COVID to spread in our camps." So they created COVID beds, which were made of cardboard. <laughs> the Olympic athletes' beds were built out of cardboard to try and prevent them from having as much sex as they normally do. So I'm looking at a picture right now. I'm going to have to like put this on our Instagram. So it is legit. I kind of was wondering what you meant, like what it would look like as a cardboard. So the frame itself is no bullshit cardboard. Yes. The, the whole, whole frame. Yep. The whole frame is cardboard. And then they put this thin little mattress. That looks like an incredibly uncomfortable bed in the first place. Yeah. Two though, you know, I was newlywed at, one point in my life. Uh, you would fuck on anything. It doesn't matter no. what the hell. No, it doesn't. Uh, bed, no bed, floor. I'm sorry. Yep. But sex is happening. Yeah. You will it's always gonna happen. You will always find a way. So. So good luck. Tokyo. I find these to be very, I doubt that they, I mean, they probably didn't, they probably prevented a lot of people from having sex on the bed. Now I'm looking at the floor and it's not cardboard. It is a hard surface. So I look probably just had a lot more sex on the floors. <laughs> Sorry. Might want to throw some bleach on that. Very, very humorous situation there. But yes, it still happened. So to uh to wrap it all up, good things happened. The light shined down on the greatest country on earth. And USA came back for a stunner on the last yes. day. And uh, it didn't look like it was going to. We trailed. We were good in the total medals. Yeah, overall medal count, we've we've been winning kind of the whole time, right? The, yes. Okay. But you still, there's a, there's that asterisk if you don't have the most gold, right? And it, this is America. You ain't first, you're last. My damn friend. right. And we trailed China the whole time. We were down two gold medals going into the final day. We won three, shut them out, and ended up winning by one gold medal. So we swept the medals, took the overall, and dominated the world once again. We did. We won with 39 medals, 39 gold medals. That is the most gold. 41 silvers. That's the most silver. 33 bronze. That's the most bronze. And 113 total medals. We are number one. America. USA. USA. And nobody watched, unfortunately, but we still win. This was also, uh, yeah, so we kind of, we mentioned at the beginning, and this is something that I do, I do think that COVID killed it, but it is, and I kind of wanted to, Double check. It is 100%. So the 2020 Olympic ratings, which uh, your kids are really younger. I had to explain to my children 
why we were watching the 2020 Olympics in the 2021 year. They were like, <laughs> did they get it wrong? And I was like, no, it's because of COVID. And they're like, oh, stupid COVID. So stupid COVID. The Olympic ratings plummeted to historic lows. Um, I heard about this a little bit too. I kind of do believe that some, I do think that most of us have just kind of like, maybe whether it's you're just kind of worn out from the, the politics of it, um, or, and it's out, or you're just not watching it out of principle, I guess, because it doesn't align with what you, what you feel or your personal values. I also think, um, that you don't like this massive of a drop. I think some of it is, dude, I don't know if you tried, but the shit was everywhere. Like you couldn't, it was not one channel. Like you had to go on way, like there's like five platforms that stuff was on and then it was, then it would move and then you had to find it on Peacock and then it wasn't on Peacock. Then you had the next event or next sport was going to be on YouTube uh, TV. And it just, I think they've, I think that hurt. I think that hurt them a lot. So I don't believe we're ever going to have peak Olympics again due to the world that we live in now and how accessible information is because back in the day you had to get off work and go see what was happening in prime time. Now, you know, everything that's happening. You, yeah. The you, time you get alerts frame or time change. Yeah. Definitely. You get alerts on your yeah. phone. USA wins. You can see it on Twitter. You can pull up your sports app. You know, what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we've all been there where you have, you have the idea to or record a game that you care about. You find out who wins and you still go try and watch that game. You're like, it just doesn't really mean nearly yeah, you as know much exactly to how me. It's gonna play out. So yeah. I really, I think we will continue to see a bit of a downgrade of the Olympics from where it used to be from our memories, our childhood, but you're right. All the other things, it's just kind of a perfect storm of COVID politics, timing, time difference, access to the information ahead of actually streaming. There's just, there's too many things working against it now. Um, I hope we can get back to a place where we at least knock out those first two issues, which is the politics and the COVID, and start to get back to a more normal world. But at the end of the day, we're, we're still going to run into no longer having those those prime time slots to where we're watching a recording, but we don't know it. <laughs> you know, we don't know what happened five hours ago. So I just we're not going to get back there, and uh, that that hurts things like the Olympics. Yeah, so, and I, I mean, dude, they dropped 51%. That's incredible. Um, and then typically the most watch ratings were down nearly 60%. Mm. And I do, th- I mean, I, what I would be interested to see, and we, we won't know for a little while, is, do you know where the next Olympics are? Uh, they're in Paris. So I, I would be interested to see where Japan's Olympic, or their ratings were compared to the last Olympics. And I would be interested to see, like, that time zone, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. The time, the current time zone. Because, again, if you don't know who's actually, you're watching it in real time, that's much more interesting than watching it, whatever, that, 11 hours after it happened. Yeah, and that's been another interesting dynamic is how much it's changed for people trying to host the Olympics. Because now it's become so much of a financial burden to the economy that people aren't fighting for it like they used to because it's no longer a profitable event. And obviously this year, Tokyo got destroyed with due to COVID. Um, so that yeah, with really stands hurt financially. But uh, still, it's become a thing that people don't want to take that 
that bet anymore. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting how that plays out in the future as well. Well, before we finish up, we've got to uh, we've got to add that uh, this episode is uh, dedicated in uh, what do they say in memoriam to uh, Bobby Bowden. Oh yes, yes, who just passed away. Um, and obviously one one of the greatest of all time, uh, football coach, Florida State. Uh, the, the character that he had. And, you know, I, I talked to Stephen about this earlier. Um, I, I think he is a great example. And we ought, we brought this up earlier. I gave you a Michael Jackson and a Tiger Woods and LeBron James example. But the when I think about Bobby Bowden, you know, it, it's a great example of nobody lives in, in black and white like we want to put them in. You know, we, we either want to put someone in a good camp or a bad camp. But in reality, everyone is both. Everyone is a good and a bad person. Like, you know, we make bad decisions. No one is perfect. And Bobby Bowden, unbelievable. I mean, there are so many great stories of that man. But at the same time, like, I mean, how much trouble did Florida State get into? I mean, you know, when he was there, you know, FSU is Free Shoes University, you know, (laughs) cheating their ass off and everyone knew it. And, but at the same time, like you, you look at all the good the man did and how much he was loved by people. Um, I think he'll go down as, as one of the best, but, um, you know, it, that was a bummer to see him go. I was fortunate enough to see him play a couple times. And I, I was telling Steven earlier, Steve, excuse me, one of my coolest, obviously I was a, as a cheerleader. So I got to see a lot of cool moments. I was at Alabama um, and, and one of my favorites was when Alabama played Penn State. And uh, Bobby Bowden grew up a huge Alabama fan. Grew up right near the stadium, was a humongous Alabama fan. And um, he came, he is retired at the time. He had retired about a year or two ago. Um, and he came to do the coin flip. And you had Bobby Bowden, Nick Saban, and Joe Paterno down on the sideline, chatting it up before the game. And it, 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 once again, good and bad. Joe Paterno is another great example. I mean, <laughs> the man did so much good in his life and ran a perfect program, but obviously had a very large blemish, right? Um, yeah, pretty it, serious. One. Yeah, very big one. Um, but it, once again, he still did so much good, right? Yeah. Um, but to see those three icons of college football down on that field and just chumming it up was one of the coolest moments I've ever I mean it's probably the top three or top five coaches of all time absolutely college football yep. standing next to each other unbelievable it's pretty awesome yeah so um rest in peace big man uh my family has somewhat of a connection to him to Bobby Bowden growing up so I'm from Alabama originally roll tide roll tide indeed Brian washed at a very very young age to be a be an Alabama fan. Um, however, my grandfather, my mom's dad was never an Alabama fan. He was always an Auburn fan or eh, he was an Alabama state state of Alabama fan. So whichever was had the best chance to win the national championship, that's really who he wanted to see win. But when it came to the iron bowl, he would tend to pull for Auburn and it always drove me nuts. Cause I was an Alabama fan. But the reason was because Bobby Bowden at one point coached briefly for Auburn before he went to FSU, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Was it Auburn then FSU? I will uh, 
Well, he finished at Florida State. I will I will check. Yeah, you. he definitely finished Florida State. I don't remember State. him ever being at Auburn. I, I, you told me that earlier. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right, here's his uh, Wikipedia. Samford, South Georgia. Samford again. Florida State, West Virginia, West Virginia, Florida State. No Auburn. No Your Auburn. family is so just I'm, garbage. Never mind. Okay, so we'll erase <clears throat> that. So he, my grandfather coached football at Samford. Bobby Bowden was the head coach at the time. So they coached together. Um, they weren't like best of friends ever, but they were good friends. And then he moved on, obviously had a fantastic career, was the winningest football coach of all time at one point. And uh, he, my, my grandfather went through, had leukemia towards the end of his life. And that's what he eventually uh, died from. And there was a moment when I was younger and he was kind of going through these, these treatments that were, um, basically trying to see if they would work. There were try. There was some kind of trial that he qualified for. It was up in uh, New York. And it just financially was just getting to be too much of a burden to fly up there. Uh, the fin- it was just a big deal. And so uh, we he eventually got a check one day for $2,500. And it was from Bobby Bowden. And it turns out that a mutual friend of the two had reached out to Bobby Bowden, kind of let him know what was going on with my grandfather, and um, without asking, without, I mean, I don't think they had talked to each other in years. Um, he wrote a personal check to 2500 bucks and to just help play for plane tickets so he could finish the trial. So, yeah, was he perfect man? No. Um, but are any of us perfect men? No. No. So, I mean, I'm probably as close as it gets, but um, the rest of you aren't. So it's just... We, but yeah, man, he was, he was awesome. So stay hard, Bobby Bowden. We love you. And you, I think you, your legacy hopefully will go down. I mean, I think it'll always go down as more, more good than bad. Not even close. Big time. Bobby. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot uh, for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We are back. Sorry for the delay, and we will come USA. back. USA. Uh, USA. With, uh, with next week's episode uh, regarding with another special guest named Ben, and we are going to talk about taking your kids camping and hiking. Oof. Yeah. Scary. So... Till next time, guys. See you later. All right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been the Beyond Our Service podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.